0: You know, regardless of whether it's a preseason game, regular season game, you know, you just can't stand losing. And uh, especially in that fashion, we'll look at the tape tomorrow. There'll be a number of things that we'll be excited about. There'll be a number of things we got to clean up. Um, And so, you know, we're, we're in a race to do that now that we have, you know, an opponent on film against us. So we start from there. Arizona Cardinals 18, Denver Broncos 17. That was the score of the preseason opener on Friday night. And as you just heard, Sean Payton had his feelings about that. saying again, regular season, preseason, moon, Mars, Earth, doesn't matter. Hate to lose. Didn't sit out a year to just come back and lose. And especially in that fashion, as the Broncos lose the game on a two-point conversion with two seconds to go. Um, Of course, preseason, the score doesn't actually matter. So we're going to talk about the things that do. My name is Nick Kosmider, and you're listening to Not Another Bucking Podcast, episode five. Yes, five episodes in. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed on YouTube, who is listening uh, on Apple, Spotify, wherever they get their podcasts. Um, It's been awesome to have you guys joining us as we get rolling with this. Um, Joined tonight by none other than... Uh, Producer Kaz, my brother Matt, uh, who just so happens to be a Cardinals fan living there in Arizona. Uh, Matt, you get the midnight call-up tonight uh, to to talk about this game since uh, you watched it, and uh, here we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it's one of the few times this year I'll probably get to celebrate a Cardinals victory, so I feel like I have to take the, the chances when they come.
0: There you go. Well, well, I I might allot you some very small segment to talk something about the Cardinals that you just have to get off your chest because this of course is a, is a Broncos podcast. Um, You know, Matt, here, here's where we start to me. This was about obviously Russell Wilson for the Broncos. They were playing their starters in the preseason. Sean Payton had said that from the day he got hired um, that that was going to be the case Um, that did not happen last year. Uh, Russell Wilson did not play in any of Denver's three preseason games um, again, I think it, I tend to think too much is made out of some of that. Like you're, you're not, if it was just some obvious thing that you win games if you play in the preseason, you lose them. If you don't, then then everybody would do the same thing. There's different schools of thought with varying degrees of success and failure um, that may or may not have to do anything with with whether guys play in the preseason. I do think it is apropos for this team to do so because again, they're they're uh, in a brand new system with a coach who has a pretty complicated scheme. Um, they're coming off of a year in which they quite frankly just want to get a lot of bad taste out of their mouth. And so that's why I think it was important for them to um, you know, to, to have this opportunity for starters to get into the game the way that they did. Um, and, and that started with Russell Wilson. But yikes, uh, first drive of the game uh, took 59 seconds for Denver. It was a, a pass thrown by Wilson behind tight end Adam Troutman on first down. Short run on second down. And then Wilson's third down pass gets batted down at the line of scrimmage punt. Now, the second and third drives for the Broncos had some bright moments. It was Russell Wilson stepping up, finding Cortland Sutton a couple times, finding Jerry Judy, making some plays on the run. But those ultimately also resulted in in no points. Two missed field goals. Each of the kickers in this battle missed a field goal on Friday night. Um, Brett Maher... Missed two, one of one of which was blocked um, and both of them barely skirted through their extra point attempts. So that that's something um, to talk about. But as you went back and watched it, what did you I mean, to me, it was just like there were things and we'll we'll talk about how they finally got it going in a second. But but in those early drives, as you went back and kind of rewatched it.
1: Yeah, so I think that the offense really wanted to come in. Sean Payton talked about wanting to get the offense some momentum and kind of getting those things or get the offense rolling. And unfortunately, the offensive line on on those few, first few drives seemed like they were in over their heads, playing against the Cardinals defense that is not exceptionally strong up front. Guys like Dennis Gardeck, who's like a special teams ace turned outside pass rusher, was able to bring bring uh, Russ down and force a fumble on the play. Like Russ picked it back up, but. That wasn't. This isn't going to be the creme de la creme of the defensive lines that the Broncos play today. So to see how much are, that they play the season, so to see how much they struggled in protecting Russ early on and getting a push for the run was a little bit concerning.
0: No, sir. No, I mean just like that's that's the thing is like at the end of the day, he got hit five times in fourteen dropbacks. That's just it's too much. It, this was a guy that last year suffered through. More injuries, I think, last season than he had at any, during any single season in his career. He missed two games because of injuries. He was hampered in multiple others. Uh, he got sacked 55 times in 15 games. The Broncos gave up 63 sacks total. Like, that was the biggest issue. And so, again, I think some of this stuff you can find ways to explain away. They're learning a new offense. They are, um, you know, Mike McGlinchey, the, the, their $87 million right tackle, has a knee sprain. He's not going to play for a couple weeks. He wasn't in the game. Garrett Bowles has had a a slow work back in his program um, after coming back from last year's broken leg. There's those sorts of things. Ben Powers, the other, you know, the free agent guard is, is getting used to all this. So there's things that you can say, but bottom line, those first three drives, like you don't want to see this 34 year old quarterback who's in his 12th season coming off a season, which he got hurt a bunch, having these sorts of taking these sort of hits from, from game one. So it's like, it, it's. It was easily identifiable that said, "Hey, that that's that's an issue because we've seen it now." It's not a panic alarm thing in my mind because you're going to go and you're going to see what what some of the issues were. You're going to have a chance to correct them against a different team for the first time. It was your first game, like it, it's not a panic thing, but it certainly was. Like, dang man, with <laughs> this guy's <laughs> taking hits, like he the one hit on the third drive. Uh, I can't remember who who threw it to, but ultimately ended up complete incomplete on third and seven. And then they took, they attempted their second long field goal. He took a shot to the ribs, man.
1: Yeah. And, and eventually they were able to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit on that, the fourth drive that they had. And they, they started to get a little progress going, but then they get down near the, the goal or the red zone and third and five, Russell Wilson, again, running for his life, but he finds Judy on an out pattern that should have gone for a touchdown. And Judy just turns his head and drops the ball. Um So then, you know, that brings up a fourth and five and credit to Sean Payton. I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett goes for it on fourth and five last year, but Sean Payton does and uh, helped out a little bit. But when uh, Andre Sacheray falls over and Jerry Judy walks into the end zone. um, But like by that point, the the Broncos were playing against the twos and threes on the Arizona Cardinals. So while that drive was was better, it's still you still want to see a little bit better execution. I think even there as is they're kind of pushing the ball down the field.
0: Yeah, you know, in the broadcast I watched they they expressed some surprise that the Bronco, that the first team offense went back in for a fourth drive, but they end they ended that drive at I think 22 plays mm-hmm. for Wilson and they were shooting for 15 to 18 plays. So it like it didn't go that much over and given that they were, you know, again what they had done on the first three drives, um wanting, you know, Sean Payton even said, like I wanted us to have a good taste in our mouths because mm-hmm. I mean, I like I see your point about like the units that they were going against, but you know Russell Wilson's line ends up being seven of thirteen for ninety three yards, a touchdown, a one oh two point four rating. He had I think three passes that c- could have very easily been caught. The first throw to Troutman was behind him, but but the tight got his hands on. It. I think he could have caught mm-hmm. that. um there was one on the second drive in which he was about to be sacked, you know, kind of tossed it right there for some
1: underhand toss there, yeah, yeah,
0: underhand toss, which we saw him do a couple times a year ago. Um, one turned into a big game for Melvin Gordon, I think against the 49ers in a game that they actually won, which they beat the 49ers in a season which they went 5-20. It was kind of crazy. Right. Um, and, then, and then, of course, the one that you mentioned to Judy, which was a sure sh- drop. And I, I thought, like, one of the things that was encouraging was um, like, he got a lot of pressure, but I did not think that there was a lot of, like, Russell dancing around. I just, I think there were some pretty legitimate pressure breakdowns. And and so I think if you're if you're a Broncos fan, you can look at that and say, you know, this is an encouraging thing that he is. He is seemingly just being a little bit more decisive in what he does, um, whether that's, you know, deciding when to move out of the pocket. Like he he, he purposefully rolled to his right on that on that play mm-hmm. where he hit Judy could have ran for it. And at first I'm thinking like, yeah, there you go. There's your first down. And then you you know, the screen expands, of course. Right. Was, and, and um, you know, there was Judy wide open. It was a right play. Um, so yeah, I, look, you can just look at it and say this, this was a, this was a mixed bag, uh, of performance by that first string offense. Um, the, the line in particular needs time to gel. Um, so, you know, you don't come out of that uh, as saying like, yes, they've got it. This is, <laughs> they're on their way. Right. And then I, but I don't think you can also come out with like, oh, what's the water boy? Like, oh, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we suck again. <laughs> so, I mean, I just that's kind of like we want like, right. We want to like, Oh, they're finally playing game. We want to be able to make these big declarative statements and then talk about it for the next eight days. But that's... yeah. And
1: and I mean, I think on the defense side of the ball as well, Vance Joseph's unit first string unit came in and they, they played pretty well. They, you know, even on the, the Cardinals' first drive with their with a lot of their first team in, they got a few first downs, took some time off the clock, but none of the plays on that drive were anything further than five yards down the field. Everything was kept in front of them. It was check downs. It was dink and dunk kind of stuff right in front of them. So the defense did a great job tackling in the open field, uh, even contesting those short passes. So, like, the defensive unit played really well. Um, Second-team guys came up with some, a bunch of turnovers. Like, Vance Joseph has to be pretty happy with how his defense played.
0: Yeah, and, like – you know, creating pressure in different ways, you know, some, some well-timed like he called a run blitz on that third and one on that first drive, Alex Singleton got in the backfield, made it, made a tackle three yard loss, forced a punt. That was a big play. Um, you know, he's Bassi gets the interception receiver falls down, but he's still in the right spot. And then they had a, they had a play later in the, in the third quarter where he sends uh Daquan McMillan, the cornerback on a blitz. Um, and, and he, uh, you know, he, he takes down, um, Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune. So, um, yeah, I, I, there, there was there was, and I wrote this in the story that will be up at the athletic later. I mean, there was certainly some, um, some encouraging highlights from the defense. Um, you know, again, is that like this, this last drive, a minute 30, um, left after you score like that, you know, it, it was what it was. You by that point, you're on, you're on your, your third, everybody's sort of, Playing guys that probably aren't going to be on the roster, um, but I, yeah, the, the defense played well. The, the concerning part is you get DJ Jones, um, kind of your marquee interior defensive lineman, goes out with a concussion. You're already same guy at that spot. Mike Mike Purcell hasn't played yet in training campus. he's nursing a knee injury. He's still on the pup list or the NFI list. Um, so yeah, like that's just the thing. They just they got to stay healthy. Um, you know, they've already lost Jonas Griffith, the linebacker for the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't to me, like, there wasn't a huge, there wasn't a lot to take away from the defense. I think that, uh, you know, the Cardinals obviously are major, major work in progress. They only let Colt McCoy play, you know, he was the opposite. The They had the opposite plan of, of the Russell Wilson things. Like, they're like, we already don't have Kyler Murray. <laughs> Uh you know, he's uh, yeah. getting his AAR this year. Like Yeah,
1: Colt McCoy had a scramble for five yards. I don't think anyone in the like on that sideline was excited about that. It's like, Oh, oh. Right, our right. offense is gonna need Colt McCoy to scramble for five yards for a first down. It's gonna be a rough, rough yeah. uh, start to the season. Yeah. So, so-
0: I mean, it, it was, it was just a deal where, yeah, they, they, that first team, you know, the Broncos, which they ended up, I think they ended up going back out there for one, one more drive. They, they played two kind of those key, key stars. And I think even some of the defensive linemen just played the one series, but hmm. um, you know, some of, some of the good things that you see were an extension of what training camp has been like Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, two of the younger pass rushers who didn't necessarily get a lot of you know, fanfare going into this training camp, played really well. have played really well in training camp and, and did, did a few nice things, Um, you know, put, put the pressure on a couple times, times and I I thought that was good. They didn't really get home until Elijah Garcia, who's fighting for a defensive lineman spot in that room had two sacks in the span of three plays late in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that, that kind of thing stood out. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think, I think operationally the game was, was decently clean and you started getting the penalties like late in the game, which I think always in the preseason, that's, that's what you have. The guys start to start to press or the guys that aren't playing much, get out there and like, I I, got to make a play. And then you end up, you know, making mistakes.
1: Right. And that was, has been a point of emphasis for Sean Payton over the last couple of weeks is cutting down on the early penalties and while i'm sure he's gonna bemoan like the the false start penalty in the last two minutes two minute drive of the first half and things like that this was a team that was first or was penalized the most in the nfl last year and they didn't have a single penalty until the two minute or until under two minutes in the first half so the first team at least played a clean game as far as that goes which i think it will at least keep sean payton from ripping his hair out too much in the next. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they like, yeah. And, and just sort of operationally, like they were, they were in and out of the huddle. You didn't see like the play caught dwindling to its expiration, uh, on every play. Like they, they seem to have a pretty general, you know, good general idea of what they were trying to, to accomplish. Um, you know, and again, like you're, you're playing pretty vanilla with these game plans. You're not game planning hard against, um, you know this particular opponent, whereas in the regular season, they're you know they're spending the first three four days of the week develop developing this game plan, plan in a way in which they're staying up until two three in the morning, like looking at every single thing. That every, every you know every scenario is mapped out. Um, but yeah, again, I think the bottom line is that like there there's nothing that the, the offense has been progressing really well in practice the last three or four days. There was nothing that I saw tonight that said like. Oh, they're just doomed. Like they, they, that was all fool's gold. They, they just sort of like know what Denver's defense is doing, and they're, you know, it's, it's all orchestrated. Like it's, it was none of that. Like to where you, you, you hit the panic button. But it, it it was another reminder that like it's gonna take time. And um, you know, the other thing too, obviously Javante Williams wasn't playing they didn't run the, like Sean, Sean Payton kind of said, I, I think we're not going to like some of our run tape. And and the first few carries I, I could see that Samaj so Pirine got going a little bit hmm. after that. He had a really nice run on their touchdown drive. I think they get an 11 right. yard gain on the yeah. first play. And that sort of helped jumpstart them. Um,
1: he was so right I, hard on that play.
0: Yeah, he really was. He, he, he had some physical runs. So again, I, I just think that's going to be so much more of an element like, The fact that he threw that Russ threw thirteen times, like I, I I think Sean Payton very much wanted to get that group going. I think that was a concerted effort to have them to play. Um, Last thing was, um, you know, Jalil Jalil McLaughlin, the undrafted rookie out of Youngtown State, who's been, you know, kind of the running back stud in training camp in terms of just breaking off a big run seemingly every practice. Um, He had to wait. He was the he he's the fifth running back on the depth chart. And he was the fourth one to play tonight. Obviously, Javante Williams didn't play. So so McLaughlin was the last guy up and he only played the final drive um, but has thirty-two uh thirty-two yards on five touches on that final drive, including the four yard touchdown that um you know Brocco certainly thought was gonna be the game winner. Right. But uh, you know, it, it wasn't. What any any other prevailing prevailing takeaways that you had?
1: Uh Virgil, I thought uh had some growing pains out there. He he snapped off a good, a pretty nice run on a jet sweep, but he also kind of had some pat or some plays where he clearly wasn't on, uh, the same page. Um, with
0: wasn't in the right route. Yeah,
1: right. So that kind of stood out to me, kind of watching it back a little bit. Um, and then the the kicking game has to have has yeah. to has to be addressed. Like, you, if you're going to release Brandon McManus and then you come into the preseason and your first chance to see these two kickers that you're bringing in to replace him and you're one of four on field goals, it does not, it it leaves, it leaves a sense of foreboding for what can happen because we all know that kickers, you win and lose games by kickers regularly throughout the season. Well, and especially the fact
0: that like when this, when this competition got put together by way of them, you know, Elliot Fry was the guy that was on the roster when, um, when uh, mini camp broke. But then during that span, they, they went and signed Brett Maher who, had a good year in Dallas last year and then came the playoffs then came the the holy cow got the yips game in the wild card against Tampa Bay and so the fact that like he's the guy that you sort of presumptively think is going to win because he just has that experience he had a good year minus the playoff thing and he comes out and he misses a 47 yarder which you're supposed to make a 47-yard field goal right. if you're if you're an NFL kicker, and they had a practice a few days ago where they were both like clanking off the upright. Um, I think they both missed like two in a row, um, and at least one of them for each hit the upright. So they, um, so you, you expected him to be that guy, the guy that was going to be like kind of running away with it early Steady. and saying like, "Oh yeah, they so." And-
1: and on the block, Sean Payton did blame that on on protection more so than yeah. the kick itself. So that yeah, well, that exactly. plays a role. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think anytime,
0: and it was a longer field. It was a fifty-two yard mm-hmm. attempt. So you're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hit that low, um, mm-hmm. and, and you can't just let a guy just barrel over you and jump and get right. the block. So yeah, but you know who who knows whether he makes it or not if it's not blocked. Right. But the, the bottom line is, yeah, that's it's it's, it's like concerning. Yeah, it's concerning. Like, there, you can't, like, it's not, again, it is, it's, it's nice. Like, they're doomed. They're going to miss every field goal. No. But, like, yeah, you get to be concerned about that. Right.
1: The first punt of the game for the Broncos was like a 30 yard shank. Yeah. The the special teams was not, not real impressive this game. Yeah.
0: Shamei said that the the kickoff coverage was good, which was nice because that's one area they were terrible last year. Montreal, Washington had a, um, had an 18-yard return that set up that, mm-hmm. which actually allowed them to kick that field goal, the 52, the 52-yard field goal. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. right at the end of the second quarter, they gave them a 10-0 lead at halftime. So that was big. Um, so th- there were a couple of nice things, like Sean Payne's like let's not throw all special teams into <laughs> one basket, which we tend to do, and that's fair, right? Like they are just they're divergent units, but yeah, the kicker thing, man. Like it, it, just imagine that they get this going again. And they, they start to finally score points they you know they, they look functional offensively and then you end up losing a couple key games because you decided that you wanted to cut your <laughs> to kicker. save
1: money on a kicker save a few
0: million dollars to you know they, they used some of that money they freed up to sign frank clark so sure. you better be good <laughs> yeah 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 but, uh, but anyway well you know um matt here, here's i'll here's will i'll let you have you get you get 10 seconds to talk about the cardinals
1: All right. Well, the thing that I was most excited to see coming into the game was how the first string defense would do because Nick Rallis, Jonathan Gannon coming in, putting in a new system with Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons playing in positions that are completely new to them. Zayvon Collins and his one drive came in and batted down a pass and Isaiah Simmons was on the field as the third safety for pretty much the entire first two drives. And he had a batted down ball as well in coverage. So he looked, they both looked really good. I'm excited to see how that unit looks going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why they hired, I mean, they hired Gannon because he had orchestrated arguably the best defense in the NFL and came within a drive of winning a Super Bowl. So, like, yeah, the Cardinals aren't going to be very good this year, but those are going to be things that you that you say, hey, maybe that, they can get that going sooner rather than later. But um, anyway, Matt, thanks for, thanks for filling in as the, as the um, midnight um, anal- analyst analysis, um, for, this, for this preseason opener
1: absolutely happy to do it.
0: Yep. So we'll be back next week with a fresh episode of not another bucking podcast. Um, you know, probably dealing with some more stuff from, from this game and then looking forward ahead to uh, preseason game. Number two, what they have to do as they get ready to play the 49ers um, and, and just continue to evaluate this roster uh, until then. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.